2: Did you know that Black and White Sports is the largest independently owned conservative sports brand in the world? We have over 125,000 subscribers on YouTube and over 39 million views. Our episodes get more views than most ESPN programming every single day. And now we have exploded on podcast. We brought our episodes to podcast for you to enjoy at work, school, in the car, on the beach. Wherever you choose to consume our audio, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Breaker. Subscribe now. Also, you can help sponsor the podcast for as little as 99 cents per month. The link is in the description. On
0: with the show. Let's talk about today's sponsor, Javi Coffee. Javi Coffee is the way I love to start off my morning. I work very, very hard for you guys to put out the best content possible and I get my energy from Javi Coffee. Would you like to have that same energy that I have every single morning? Well, you should try Javi Coffee. And for you guys, you can actually get three bottles of Javi Coffee for only $16.95 per unit. Each bottle contains 30 servings. It will save you so much money from going to your local coffee shop. And by the way, folks, it actually tastes even better. You can use sugar. You can use mump fruit. I'm a low-carb person. I don't like the carbs. This is keto-friendly. And guys, it is super easy to make. Just put water in your cup. Add one teaspoon or two teaspoons of Javi coffee. Mix it up. Use whipped cream, sugar, mump fruit, whatever. and folks, It tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi coffee delivered to you today. Friends, let's face it. The future of America is looking worse each day. Those who are observing have the feeling that something really bad is going to happen soon. If it does, are you prepared? Do you have enough food, water, and other essentials to get you through tough times? If not, Check out My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's number one preparedness company and they've served millions of American families. Right now, you can save 25% off their popular four week emergency food kit, which will keep you well fed with four weeks worth of breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, and snacks, totaling over 2,000 calories a day. This food stays fresh for up to 25 years in proper storage. So it will be there when you need it. In fact, you may need it a lot sooner than that. So don't wait. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com and claim your four-week emergency food kit. You'll save 25% if you act now. That's preparewithblackandwhite.com. Don't wait. Do it today.
1: You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts
2: now. I'm back. Rodrants For for Black and White Live. We're going to talk about the GOAT, Tom Brady, and his inclusion in the NFL Top 100 list and where they ranked him. And this is done by way of his peers. And it's, they add, look, Tampa Bay fans, and I'm sure somewhere Patriot fans, are all asking the same question I tend to always ask when they do these lists, and Tom Brady ends up somewhere like seventh. What the hell are they watching? Where the hell have they been? I mean, even if you, in some way, somehow in your mind, do the mental gymnastics to hold the flake gate against them, which, by the way, half the quarterbacks in the league were deflating the football, that's known. That is known. Quarterbacks have been doing that forever. The Colts just happen. To make it an issue that one time because they kept getting the brakes beat off of him by Tom Brady. Yeah, I said that out loud. Uh, so, and I've got nothing against Cole's Colts franchise, by the way. I think it's really well run now. Uh, but, point being, point being, he continues to beat quarterbacks on this list and keeps getting Disrespected. They holler at him over Deflate Gate, he goes out and wins two Super Bowls after the fact. I mean, and maybe three. Maybe three Super Bowls. I can't remember exactly what year Deflate Gate was. But 2016, what, 2018, and then last year? If I got my years right, I don't know. But the point is, you get my point, okay? He goes out, he keeps proving everybody wrong, he keeps sticking in everybody's eye, and he keeps getting he keeps getting disrespected. Well Fans are sort of tired of that. They're sort of tired of that. Tom Brady continues to own, and I mean own, Aaron Rodgers, especially Aaron Rodgers. Now, look, a case can be made for Patrick Mahomes because he's new to the league. But again, he's new to the league. All right? Um, So, I get it. I kind of get Patrick Mahomes because you can tell his skill level is just otherworldly. But Aaron Rodgers, how many times does he have to exactly own Aaron Rodgers? The NFL top 100 players have been announced and this year. Tom Brady pulled in at number seven, an incredible rank, but fans are still mad. Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes are ranked ahead of him. I'm not happy about it. I'm not. The Buccaneers quarterback turned in another great season as he led Tampa Bay, the Buccaneers, to a Super Bowl victory, winning the Super Bowl MVP in the process. And in the same, look, some could argue it's the best Super Bowl run ever. Think about it. He went out because of how well he played. Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers, Uh, well, they say because of how well they played. Well, that's great, but he beat both of them. Brady's often seen as the third best quarterback in the league. You could argue lower. No, you couldn't. Brady did beat both Rodgers and Mahomes on the way to the Super Bowl, and that's why fans are angry over Brady's position. Brady's remarkable run to the Super Bowl last season, including beating legendary quarterbacks in the postseason. In the divisional round, he took down Drew Brees. Then he beat Aaron Rodgers in the NFC Championship. Then he beat Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. I'm telling you, it's the greatest postseason run. He just downed two guaranteed first ballot Hall of Famers. And we all know Patrick Mahomes will probably be a first ballot by the time it's said and done. He's got a long time to go. I get it. But we know that if he stays healthy, that's probably where he's headed. He's going to throw up monster numbers and he's got a Super Bowl. Brady seems to have had Mahomes number for a bit now. Even though he's only a game ahead of Mahomes in head-to-head matchups 3-2, two two of Brady's wins have been in the postseason, eliminating Mahomes in the AFC Championship game in 2019 and then the Super Bowl this year. Well, so that was the 2018 season, if the AFC Championship game was in 2019, so I was right. Brady also got the best of Rodgers both times this year as the Buccaneers blew the Packers out in the regular season 38-9 38-9 to nine before finishing them off in the NFC Championship round. However, Mahomes ranked to number one, and Rodgers came in at number three. That's why you'll see several takes like this. Laugh my ass off. Brady continues to own Mahomes and Rodgers, but they're ahead of him. Luckily, Brady doesn't care about those lists. Uh I'm going to argue that point, actually. He'll remember that when he lifts number eight this year. Y'all keep pissing on Brady. Seven rings ain't enough, huh? The NFL top 100 list is always something that gets fans riled up. Mahomes and Rodgers statistically better than Brady. But Brady won the game that mattered the most. So which one has more significance? Nobody can tell for sure. Okay, well, let's stop right there. Um, Yeah, I can tell for sure because winning the Super Bowl is all that matters. Let's, let's just be real. Why do you play the game? It's all that matters. Look, you can go out there and celebrate these statistics all you want on an individual level. But when push comes to shove, how many rings do you got? If you don't believe me, ask Michael Jordan. All right? I mean, look, it's, it, in my opinion, when it comes to sports, the greatest of all times, rings are tied to that. Okay? Rings are tied to that. I understand there's different eras, et cetera, et cetera. But Troy Aitman's one of the greatest quarterbacks ever because he's got three rings. Before that, look, the other other at least arguable goat of all time, Joe Montana's got four. He's got four. Okay? If you ask me to rank the greatest quarterbacks of all time, Tom Brady's going to be one. Joe Montana's going to be two. It's easy. It's called math. I mean look, seventy thousand yards is great and and look, I'm pretty high on guys like Matt Ryan. I'm actually pretty high on guys like Phillip Rivers. I think Philip Rivers had a nice career. But it's a completely different think about it. Look how differently we would look at their career if you added one Super Bowl ring. One. Just one Super Bowl ring. There's no telling what we would think about Matt Ryan if he had one. What if Matt Ryan had two? Good Lord, with the numbers he's put up. Think about it. Think about it. Um, So that, yeah, that's why there will always be. Aaron Rodgers will always be down the list to me, no matter what. Until he can win two, and honestly, Aaron Rodgers is underachieved. Let's just be honest. As talented as he's supposed to have been, you couldn't win another Super Bowl by now? Really? Now, look, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to get another one. I do. That's going to give him two. And do I think he's got potential for a three? Yeah. But you got to manage injuries and all that other stuff, and I understand it's a team game. But the disrespect that Brady gets is unbelievable. It's unacceptable, really. It's funny. I find it odd how people judge these players when you're not judging them by winning it all only. Look, my favorite basketball player of all time is Charles Barkley. But I recognize I can't ever, ever put Charles in the top 15 all time. I can't. He's my favorite player, but I can't put him in the top 15 because he doesn't own a ring. Not one ring. What about Dan Marino? If he'd gotten one ring, God dog, he'd be a top five quarterback. Easy. He'd moonwalk backwards into being a top five quarterback because how statistically dominant and how talented he was. There you go. All right. Tell me what you think, Black and White Live fans. Look, I know I tend to go to bat for Brady, but if you're not playing to win, what the hell are you playing for? I don't get it. You'll have to explain that to me. Because frankly, if you don't win rings, I don't care. I do my, my quarterback rankings on the podcast. It's a podcast exclusive. Go check it out. I can tell you right now. Brady's damn high on my quarterback rankings list. My tier one's not up yet, but come on. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Chris Sims wasn't in this, but, I mean, he he needs a clue, too. Thanks for watching
1: the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into... Black and white sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now.
0: All right, black and white live fans. We're going to be talking about the NBA and jab mandates. Now, we've done many videos on the NFL when it actually comes to mandates. Guys, we're not a fan of mandates. We believe it should be up to you if you want to get the jab or not. And we don't believe that your job is. Should actually be uh, jeopardized if you actually refuse to get the jab. Now we saw in the NFL where Isaiah McKenzie has now bent the knee and got the jab, pretty much against his will because he actually got fined for violating NFL COVID protocols. Now in this case, guys, we're not going to be talking about the players. We're going to be talking about NBA referees. Now the NBA referees do have a union, but however. The NBA referees now will need to get the jab in order to work next season. Now, when it comes to the players, we know that the NBA players union would never bend a knee and bend a knee to any type of a vaccine mandate. We know that there's players out there that do not want to get the jab, but when it comes to referees, they must bend the knee. So we're going to be diving in all of that folks in this video, but first, Make sure you guys go over and check out the Black and White Network podcast. All the videos that we put up, the audio actually goes up on the podcasting platform. It is growing like crazy here. You can see here, you can get it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever. And also, if you want, you can support us on a monthly basis with a subscription to the Black and White Sports Podcast. And with that, it's only $4.99 per month. You actually get private Podcast over there. We have one already up and it's about uh, a certain kind of scandal that's going on at Ole Miss. And we cannot talk about that on YouTube or anywhere else, but we can make it a um, a podcast just for subscribers over there. So go ahead and check all of that out. Let's dive into this: NBA to require all referees to be vaccinated. Interesting. It says here, bearing certain exemptions, every NBA referee on the floor next season will be vaccinated. The NBA announced Saturday that it has reached an agreement with the National Basketball Referees Association to require all referees be vaccinated for the 2021 22 season unless they have a medical or religious exemption, as well as any recommended boosters. So, They're even going into the boosters. Now, we know that the boosters are not authorized yet, but I believe that's going to be coming anyway. Now, it's interesting. They say if you have a religious exemption. Now, guys, if I'm not mistaken, I believe you can pretty much make up your own religion or just say you're part of this religion here because we know that there are certain religions out there that are definitely much anti vats Okay, it just is what it is. So. How is it that NBA referees, how are they actually going to validate that they're a part of a certain religion and they cannot get the jab? I'm not really sure. But it says here, referees who do not get vaccinated will be ineligible to work games. So pretty much they will be fired for next season. And going forward, I'm not really sure. Let's just focus on next season. Then we'll have to see what happens after that. But the NBA did make an announcement here. It says NBA announces required vaccinations for referees. This is on Twitter here. The NBA announced today it has reached an agreement with the National Basketball Referees Association requiring vaccinations for all referees working NBA games. So in the 2021-22 season, the agreement specifies that all referees must be fully vaccinated unless they have a religious or medical exemption. The referees have also agreed to take any recommended boosters. Any referee who does not get vaccinated, is not not exempt, will be ineligible to work games. Now, interesting on that, because the players, like I said before, the Players Union will never, I believe, make every single player get vaccinated. I believe that LeBron James is pretty much hesitant on this too, because he was actually asked about his vaccination status. And he said um, that it'll be a family decision. So I don't know if he's got it or not. And personally, I really don't care. I don't care about anybody's vaccination status because when it comes down to it, I do believe in your freedoms and this whole vaccine uh, mandate to get it or not to get it. It has become so political And it's sad that this is actually happening because I believe that this vaccine uh, mandates and the policies behind it, I believe is just destroying society. I really don't like it. It says here the announcement adds another group to the growing list of NBA employees required to be vaccinated. It was reported on Friday that the league will require vaccinations for all employees who interact with players and referees, including coaches, front office staff medical staff, security, team communication staff, and scores. But here's the problem. You're going to require for them, but not the players. But yet, players can also spread the virus to these people too. So you're going to make all these people get vaccinated, but yet not the players, and they can still interact with the players if they got the jab, but not all the players are going to get the jab. I I see a problem with this. I really do. Teams including the Miami Heat and Sacramento Kings have also required all employees to be vaccinated while some teams are requiring fans to provide proof of vaccination to enter their arenas. Now, guys, if a team really wants you to show your papers to go to a game, that's up to you. But for me, there is no way in hell I'm going to be showing them any kind of papers to attend a basketball game because my vaccination status That's between me, my family, and my doctor. It is not the business of these professional teams. Pretty much the only on-court NBA employees not required to be vaccinated are the players, just like I mentioned, who incidentally have the strongest union negotiating with the league. However, NBA PA Executive Director Michelle Roberts told Yahoo Sports, Vince Goodwill in July that 90% of the league's players have been vaccinated. But you, but you see here, folks, they're not requiring the players to do it. But if you're just some lower level employee or referee in this case, you better get the jab or you cannot work. But if you're a player and you don't want to get the jab, you're still going to be able to keep your job. I don't like this. I don't like any kind of mandates because you run into situations like this because the regular employees of NBA teams, they don't have the union backing them like this. They really, really don't. But what do you guys think of this? What do you guys think of the NBA mandating that all referees get the jab or not work next season? Now, from reading this, I haven't heard about any type of um, weekly testing or anything like that if these referees don't want to get the jab. But maybe we'll get more information on that going forward. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this Black and white sports fans, or black and white live fans, I should say. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Live, and we'll catch you next time.
1: Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into. Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now.
2: I'm back. Road for Black and White Live. Well, it should not surprise us that ESPN slash Disney is looking for any other way to dominate and grow their bottom line. And this time, much like the NFL, which I reported the other day, stands to make $270 million climbing in to the gambling arena. We know more and more states are legalizing sports betting. I'm shocked Texas is not around to doing it. I will tell you, here in Texas, I know for a fact, there's guys that's been doing it for years. And by years, I mean 15 years, 20 years. And uh, particularly when it comes to the NFL, well... Here we go with ESPN getting involved and trying to make that almighty dollar. This is from Awful Announcing. ESPN is looking to license its brand to sports betting companies has had talks with DraftKings and Seizures. With the expansion of sports gambling in the U.S. and soon in Canada, plenty of sports betting companies have struck licensing or acquisition deals with content companies to help boost their books' profiles. A key couple of examples on the acquisition side from Penn National acquiring a stake in Barstool Sports and then acquiring The Score. While there are countless licensing and marketing deals, including Bali's naming deal for the former Fox Regional Sports Networks, the newly named Caesar Superdome in New Orleans, the Blue Wire deal with Wynn and the Field of 68, Field of 12 deal with Bet Rivers, ESPN has done some more limited licensing and advertising deals in the past, especially on the daily fantasy side with DraftKings. And now it seems they're looking to go into licensing their brand to sports betting companies on a much larger basis. Here's more on that. From Walt, the Wall Street Journal, Walt Walt Disney Company's ESPN is seeking to license its major brand to major sports betting companies for at least $3 billion over the several years. According to people familiar with this matter, aiming to capitalize on the fast-growing online gambling industry, the sports media giant has held talks with players, that own major sports books, including casino operator Caesars Entertainment and online gambling company DraftKings. The people said ESPN has existing marketing partnerships with both companies. On offer is the right for a suitor to use the ESPN name for branding purposes and potentially rename its sports book after the leading sports TV network in the U.S., people said. A deal could come with an exclusive marketing commitment that would require the sports betting firms to spend a certain amount of money on advertising on ESPN's platforms, one of the people said. As Lombardo and Mullen go on to note, there's no certainty of a deal. This is a significant amount of money to ask for just for licensing the ESPN name, even if that involves putting a name on a sports book. And just putting ESPN's name on something doesn't guarantee it's success. See the ESPN phone and ESPN Zone. Yeah, I remember the big deal around ESPN Zone, and it did nothing. Moreover, Caesars and DraftKings in particular already have their own names. They're spending a fair bit of money on promoting, and they're already reasonably well-known. This might seem to make more sense for a less prominent brand, Looking to get itself out there, but that brand might also have challenges coming up with this kind of money. This kind of deal certainly does make it seem to make some sense from ESPN's standpoint. There's clearly money to be made from gambling licensing deals and licensing deals come with far less headaches than just trying to launch full betting brands themselves. That's especially true considering that most legalized sports betting operates on a state-by-state rules, and there are already plenty of players in many states in question here. Also, a full ESPN betting brand might have some pushback from leagues. They have the rights deals. That hasn't been the case for Fox, but at least not publicly, but ESPN's a different player. And it might come with some government scrutiny given how much of the sports and entertainment marketplace Disney already controls. Ah, Monopoly. So it's definitely logical for them to put and explore putting the ESPN brand on a book rather than trying to launch its own book. But the question is how much is a book willing to pay for and if it will be enough to make ESPNs uh, worth ESPNs. Wow. And you've got to wonder: Is that really just a starting point? In other words, ESPN throws a figure out—three billion dollars—hoping to get Caesars to come back with one point two billion. And ESPN's like, "Nah." How about two point seven five? And Caesars is like, "Nah." One and a half billion. And they go from there and end up at two billion, regardless. That is a boat ton of money. Now, I don't know if DraftKings are... are and you know what's odd about that is Caesars is hu- huge. DraftKings is everywhere. I can't imagine DraftKings feeling like they need to, to do a deal with ESPN in order to gain more marketing. I understand more brand recognition as as betting and states expand this, but... If you're sports betting, is there any way you don't know who the hell DraftKings is at this point? Because of what? Fantasy sports, all right? Fantasy sports has been around forever. I have played the NFL. I have played NBA in the past until I quit watching the NBA. We all know the reasons why. And the scariest part is this is another way for the mouse to gain even more power. Good Lord. But we knew this kind of thing would happen as state by state sports gambling expands. This is on the radar. I mean, I don't know that anything will happen here. What I will say is, for example, NBC Sports, which is actually going away, NBC uh, SN is going away, and all of a lot of their original sports content, like Pro Football Talk, is moving over to Peacock. Their streaming service, some of it already has. Well, they're in bed with, uh, I believe it's Points Bet. Okay. In other words, they talk about the over-under sometimes during pro football talk, or they do a segment and it's sponsored by po- Points Bet or somebody like that, or they're referencing Points Bet on the line. Okay. And we see that a lot. Okay. You know, I, I believe, like they said in the article, Fox, Cowherd, Clay Travis, some of them guys you know, they reference some companies too when they're getting their lines for sports betting on games, et cetera, et cetera. So ESPN's looking to jump into that. Kind of, kind of, kind of interesting. I can understand why ESPN wouldn't want to have the expense of setting up their own booking. That seems like that could get kind of hairy considering some of these sports contracts and the leagues they're involved with. Yikes. Tell me what you think, black and white live fans. Make sure you check out our podcast. It is growing. We now have a paid subscription service for exclusive podcast content as well as the regular podcast content that goes up over there. Very soon, the Rhodes Rants Tier 2 quarterback ranking will be up. And we'll probably do a quick recap of the first three tiers on the next podcast as well. Peace them out. I'm back. Rodrans for our Black and White Sports. We're going to talk about what seems to be another entitled athlete. This time the New York Mets. All of them. The whole freaking team, I guess. The Mets are struggling right now. And guess what? When you struggle and you play in New York, you get your asses booted off the field. That has been the way it has been for as long as I can possibly remember. I'm sure in New York, people people absolutely root for their teams with passion. It's New Yorkers for crying out loud. And I'm sure they pay a, pay a hell of a lot of money to go see games. Well, Javi Baez and the New York Mets have decided they're going to boo the fans. What a bunch of smucks. This is OutKick, Gary Sheffield Jr., Ever since the Mets traded for Javi Baez, the team suddenly fell into a dry spell that's drawn plenty of boos from New York. Now players like Baez are celebrating big hits by giving thumbs down in response to the booing. Turning on the fan base makes you relevant in the first place isn't exactly a smart move. This is one of the tweets. Javi Baez says the Mets' new thumbs-down celebration is a response to fans booing the team. Quote, we're not, the, not machines. We're, not, we're going to struggle. It just feels bad when I strike out and I get booed. Oh, God. Candy-ass mama's boy. We're going to do the same thing to let them know how it feels, he said. Good Lord. The old tit-for-tat mentality, huh, Javi? And, Javi, we know you're not a machine, dude. You're hitting 240, ha <laughs> Ha-ha! So this is going to fail miserably as you approach free agency. Wow. If you're a Major League Baseball fan right now, do you want this schmuck on your team? What better reason could there possibly be to let Baez walk than something like this? Let him walk right out of town. And what the two-time All-Star doesn't seem to grasp is that New York is, a, is marketable as it is because the fans are actually fanatics. When you do well, they'll cheer louder than any city. Go through a zero for 20 skid, and they're going to scream like your aunt at Thanksgiving dinner. Bottom line is, New Yorkers love their teams, and it's hard to... To play for them. It's called pressure. Yeah, playing in New York's a pressure cooker. It's eating a lot of athletes alive. But you guys are throwing a temper tantrum now. If you don't succeed, there will be consequences. And Javi Baez said, without saying it, I can't deal with the pressure of New York. He, along with numerous teammates, are getting swallowed whole by New York's wrath. And they're taking it the wrong way. If someone ever says that a player is, quote, built for New York, they really mean that the player is accountable, has a unique ability to block out the noise that only gets louder the worse you play. Don't like it? Play better. Baez will surely speak later today and explain how this message got out of hand. He'll praise the fan base for their passion, but it's too late. Even Francisco Lindor, who just signed a 10-year... $341 $341 million extension is in on it. That is ridiculous. Look, he, this asshole is getting paid an average of $34.1 million a year, and he is booing back at the fans because this team sucks. Dude, you're pathetic. The whole damn team is pathetic. I can't believe that. I'm a Yankees fan. I'm a Yankees fan. If the Yankees pulled this shit... Man, hopefully the Seinbrenners, Cashman, would have their asses hitting the bricks. Traded. Get their ass traded. Trade them to Seattle for crying out loud. Trade them somewhere where people don't care about their baseball for crying out loud. Can you imagine? Can you possibly imagine some of the greats doing this back in the day? Tom Seaver. I mean, crying out loud. Utterly ridiculous. Oh, a plan in New York is too rough on us. God. Don Mattingly. Derek Jeter. Dave Winfield. Ricky Henderson. Howard Johnson. Gary Carter. Ray Knight. I mean, my God. Think about all the Mets from back in the day. Mike Piazza. And then you have this candy ass going out there throwing a temper tantrum because they suck, and he doesn't like the fans to let them hear about it. You're pathetic, dude. That's ridiculous. You you guys are getting paid all of this money? All this money? Let me just look and see. What is what is ha- Javi Baez getting paid right now? What is he getting paid? Let's see. You're making $5.2 million and you can't handle the fact that the fans are booing you? Good God. What is wrong with these athletes these days? You guys are entitled and you're pathetic. My God. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Am I out of bounds? Because I don't feel like I am. I can't imagine. I don't remember an athlete or a team ever showing their ass like this towards their fan base. Dude. Play better. You'll you'll solve your issues. Play better. Don't take it out on the fans because you suck. Peace. I'm out. Thanks
1: for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now.
0: All right, black and white sports fans, we're going to be talking about Anthony Davis of the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, guys, we know that a few years ago, he was with the New Orleans Pelicans, and right now, we know that New Orleans got hit pretty hard by Hurricane Ida. I live out here in Texas, so I'm used to hurricanes, but this was a monster, an absolute monster. And when hurricanes hit, you usually want to go to the grocery store and grab whatever you can to survive the hurricane wherever you go. But guys, even in the midst of a hurricane now, people in Louisiana, probably actually more like New Orleans, have rejected Anthony Davis still, even in the midst of a deadly hurricane, folks. We got a video clip here because Anthony Davis has um, a deal with uh, Ruffles. He's actually on potato chips, actually in Lakers jersey at that, but it's sold in New Orleans, sold in Louisiana. And guys, fans have rejected these potato chips, even in the midst of a deadly hurricane, folks. This is glorious. This is really, really glorious. I'm not trying to make light of a bad situation, but I did find it to be very, very humorous. So we're going to be diving into that in this video, guys. But first make sure you guys go over and subscribe to the black and white network or black and white sports Podcast. We're on Apple. We're on stitcher, Spotify, whatever. the podcast is growing like crazy. And also if you want to support us, you can click the link here and it will take you to a page where you can actually support us for four 99 per month. And with that, you get access to private podcasts over there just for four 99 a month. We already have one up right now. You're going to get a lot of uh, content over there on the podcast. We really do appreciate everybody that's signed up so far. But let's get into this. Still bitter. Louisiana residents leave Anthony Davis's potato chips on shelves ahead of Hurricane Ida. Like I said before, guys, I've been in many, many hurricanes. OK. And when we go to a grocery store, usually everything is cleaned out. You cannot find anything and potato chips are actually one of the most popular things just because it's convenient. You don't have to cook it. You can just uh, open up the bag and eat it. But even in the midst of this, folks, Anthony Davis is still being rejected by Louisiana and the New Orleans area. Now, for the most part, guys, the New Orleans Pelicans are not very popular even in Louisiana. Just around that New Orleans area right there, they're going to be popular. OK, that's the same state. That's a football state. People of the saints, not so much the Pelicans. Okay. But Anthony Davis, remember he didn't want to sign an extension with the, with the Pelicans. Remember that he wanted to be traded to the Lakers to team up with LeBron. And guess what? The Pelicans bent the knee. They traded him to, to LA with LeBron. And now the Pelicans have, um, Zion Williamson. Chances are, he probably not going to stay there either. Honestly, folks, I don't believe that, uh, Basketball is a good thing in New Orleans, to tell you the truth myself. But anyway, that was a clip that was going around here on Twitter, man. And it shows you the grocery store here. And you can see just about everything is cleaned out in this picture right here. But uh, Christian Vogel actually posted this, says every chip on the aisle goes before anyone. Want, anyone wants Anthony Davis, 23 tra- trash ruffles. <laughs> People were really were literally rather starve in this hurricane. And let's let's watch this clip here. It's only a five second clip, guys. You can see here. Bam, right there. Loaded with Anthony Davis chips right there. People do not want them. And this is the interesting thing that even marked down and people still don't want his potato chips. They're marked down, folks. That's where you have these uh, little uh, yellow tags right there. People still don't want the chips. Also, you know, he's wearing a Lakers jersey, too. And over there, most likely they're going to be Pelicans fans. But I thought this was pretty funny right here that even in the midst of a hurricane, people in Louisiana want nothing to do with Anthony Davis. Now, guys, I've lived many years in Louisiana. I really have. I'm pretty much close to Louisiana anyway. Uh, Houston's only a few hours away. Driving, driving wise, anyway, from Louisiana. So, but I lived there for many years. Okay. And people are loyal to the Saints. Not so much the Pelicans, but if you get closer to the New Orleans area, yes, that's where you will find the Pelicans fans. They're diehard fans over there. They are. But even they refuse to support Anthony Davis and fatten up his pockets, even in the midst of a hurricane. I guess they would rather starve then support Anthony Davis. I find this very, very funny, folks. I really do. But um, loyalty is dead in the NBA. We know that. We know that. The players, they're not loyal to any team, any location. Uh, The team, they'll try to go out there, sign free agents, you know, for the most part, the good franchises anyway. But these players, they're not going to be committed. You know, like James Harden out here in Houston, I'm going to be here forever. No, he jumped ship. He wanted to leave. He pushed a trade to... Uh, The Nets. And guess what? The Rockets traded him to the Nets. Anthony Davis. He didn't want to sign with um, the Pelicans. He wanted to go to L.A. So the Pelicans bent the knee and traded him to L.A. I feel bad for the fans. I really do. I really do feel bad for the fans. But this is what has happened now that the players are running the NBA in the ground. There's no loyalty whatsoever. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this black and white sports fans?